Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Keep his promise. Everybody said amen. amen. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Doesn't that sound like Christ? And let us not neglect our meeting together as we are today. As some people do. In other words, some believers are no longer gathering like they used to. But the writer of Hebrews said, don't you do that. But encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You know what I want, I want you to do right now? I want you to wave and smile at somebody right now. You'll encourage them. Come on, just turn and somebody from way over there, wave and smile to somebody way over there. Wave and smile. Did that encourage you? Look, I, I'm just going to wave and smile. Oh, I'm glad to see you. 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 Ha <laughs> ha. Come on, give yourself a hand for being here on Gathering Sunday. Amen. So my message today is entitled, Regather Our Congregation. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It doesn't take long for something brand new to get messed up. Can I have an amen? Just this week, I was told the story about a gentleman who bought a brand new car, drove it off the showroom floor, got it home in the driveway, went in the house, made himself a sandwich, and a storm came up and hail plummeted his brand new car. It was totaled. He didn't even have it home for an hour. It's no wonder that Job said, it only takes a few days to be separated from your mother's womb and your life is full of trouble. Reminds me of the old song, nobody knows the trouble I seen. Nobody, no, don't get me started. Every one of us today understands what we're talking about when we talk about recovery Renewal, restoration, because all of us at one time or another have experienced devastation and destruction in our lives. In fact, recovery is so necessary in our world today that it is an entire industry. There are all kinds of products you can buy and services you can hire to help you recover what you've lost. There are consumer products, for example. If, you're, if you are follically challenged. <laughs> Last month, some of you remember the ABI 68 quartet that was here. Three of the four singers were follically challenged. And here's what's interesting. 
When they traveled in 1968, when they were all old teenagers and young 20s, they all had jet black, wavy, full head of hair. And my dad was the baritone in the quartet. And he was follically challenged. He still had a half a head of hair, but a little comb over toward the back of his dome. And so the names of the singers were Gary Reed, Gary Gleason, Jerry Burns, and the piano player was Terry Johnson. So they had Gary, Gary, Jerry, Terry. And they called my dad Harry. And I told those guys last month, I said, look, turnabout's fair play. Y'all are the ones challenged now. The baritone's the one that's got the hair. You can buy products to restore your skin, the finish of wood on your table. I sort of searched Amazon and you can actually buy a recovery suit for your dog. If it's been wounded or had a surgery, you can buy a recovery traction board for your vehicle. Just keep it in the trunk. And if you're four wheeling or if you're in the snow, you just throw it under the wheel and it gives you traction. You can recover the road, all sorts of health products to rejuvenate and renew. Now I brought something. I have something here today. It's sort of interesting. Does anybody know what this little gizmo is? This is a magic wand. No. This is a recovery device that if you're a golfer, you will recognize this. This is a ball recovery wand. See, if it goes in the water and you, and you notice it, you can still see it. You can manipulate that like that and then it pops up. See, you sort of press it and, it and it gets flush. And no, okay, there you go. You press it down, you pick it up, and, and you can recover the golf ball. Now, there's no such thing as used cars anymore. No, you, that doesn't sell used cars. They are pre owned. And there's no such thing as used golf balls. I was in the pro shop the other day, and there was brand new golf balls, and there was experienced golf balls. See, but I don't keep one of these in my golf bag because I don't need one. And if you believe that, the old man that taught me how to play golf, he said, son, if you can't afford to lose a few golf balls, then don't pick up the game. One thing I can't stand is playing golf with somebody that spends more time in the woods looking for golf balls than they do playing golf. Just keep that in mind if you ever play golf with me. Everybody say recovery. Some people make a living, a good living, in restoration. Fire, smoke, and water restoration. Those guys have been to my house three times. I know all about recovery for a house. What about those who serve others that are physical therapists to help them recover? Of course, the greatest physical therapist, Dr. Larmy, already told us is the healing power of the Lord. Amen. But sometimes we recover. The Bible even says that. Emergency medical technicians. 
and hospital personnel and even attorneys and craftsmen and carpenters and masons and counselors who help us recover our mental health. We all understand the concept of recovery because we've all had to experience recovery in our lifetime. Things that we cherish, things that we love. In fact, one time when I was 12 years old, we came home from a three-week vacation and the front door of our house was open. And that feeling of your privacy being violated by a robber who broke into your house, there's, that's a horrible, horrible feeling. If you've ever had your house or your car broken into or vandalized in some way, you just, you just want to go strangle them. But in a nice Christian way. And I've come to talk to you this morning and say that we need some recovery here at the Life Church. It's time for a season of renewal. It's time for a season of restoration. It's time for somebody to come out of the battle. Come out of the war zone. Come out of no man's land. Come into the sanctuary. The Bible calls the sanctuary of the Lord, which literally is his presence. It calls it a refuge. It calls it a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower where the righteous run in and are safe. And the Lord is calling somebody out of the battle right now. It's time for you, amen, to not just be physically present, but get your spirit in here. Get your calendar in here. Get your finances in here. Get your family in here. Get your emotions and get your heart in this house today and find the refuge and find the peace and find the recovery of the presence of the Lord. Is he here to help us today to be restored and renewed and to recover? A pandemic hit this world 18 months ago. And it has impacted nearly everyone. All eight and a half billion people. Who would have ever thought it? Who could have ever envisioned that? Well, I'll tell you someone who saw it prophetically. And I'm going to have her here at this church. If the Lord tarries, her name is Flo Shaw. And she is a prophetess and she leads our national prayer movement called World Network of Prayer. And she posted a video on April 25th of last year. If you want to go to the World Network of Prayer Facebook page and watch the video, she said that in November of 2019, she was in prayer and the Lord spoke to her and said, something is coming out of China. And the Lord told her, Pay attention to the news. And then he showed her a vision of the molecular structure of the COVID-19. And she drew a, had an artist draw a rendering of it. And when finally the biologist came out with that in the news, it was remarkable how closely the vision God showed her resembles the literal COVID-19 molecular structure of the virus. So if God warned her, listen, COVID-19, and I'm sick of talking about it, but I have to say something about it today. 
It's not like the black plague, the bubonic plague, chicken pox, smallpox, flu, strains of flu. Don't let anybody tell you that. And I'm not a professional today. So I'm making that disclaimer. But I'm here to tell you that COVID-19 was a armed weapon sent to our destruction. An armed weapon by our enemy who hates this country and any country that propagates freedom and democracy and that's a republic. Look what it did to our country. Look what it's done to us. It hijacked an election. It escalated hostilities between nations. It devastated our economy. Don't tell me this is some pathogen like the blue bonnet plague. It was an armed biological weapon that was formed somewhere in a laboratory, perhaps in Wuhan, China, or wherever it was. It makes no difference to me. I'm just here to tell you, my friend, that there was a weapon armed against us. And I've come to stand up today and say that it's time for us to be renewed. It's time for us to recover. It's time for us to pray and to realize that not everybody loves America and not everybody loves the freedom of our nation. And we have to stand and defend the liberty that God has given this country. Hallelujah. The first time I realized that America was not celebrated is in 1979 when what do they call him? Ayatollah Khomeini called America the great Satan. I just graduated from college. I said, wait a minute. We go on rescue missions. Wait a minute. We bombed the daylights out of Japan and then we went back and rebuilt them. Who does that? And I'm not here to, for a political rally today. But I'm just here to tell you, it shocked me when I realized the spirit and angst that is against America. We have enemies of freedom that are even among us today that threaten our freedoms and our liberties. They want to restructure our history and recreate our dynamics. And I'm here to tell you, it's not the foundation this country was built upon. Go to any socialist country today and let's look at their scientists and let's look at their hospitals and let's look at their educational system. And now we got this issue with Cuba. Oh Lord, I'm really getting into it now. Everybody in this country that loves socialism would not want to go live in Cuba. Oh God, help me today, Lord. I'm just saying that it's time to be restored. Listen, it's never going to be the way that it was, but that doesn't mean it can't be better. 
It's never going to be the way that it was, but it doesn't mean it can't be greater. I don't believe the days of the greatest days of the church are behind us. I believe they're still ahead of us and God has a plan and God loves you and he loves his church and he's in charge. Hallelujah. You are not alone in this world. You are not fighting this battle alone. Don't let the devil isolate you. Don't let the devil remove you from the church. Don't let the enemy tell you you don't need to gather and be a part of the kingdom of God. He that is for us is greater than he that is against us. And he that is within us is greater than he that is in the world. Oh, it's time to recover. According to Hebrews 10, we are explicitly commanded to gather faithfully and continually and successfully as believers. And leading up to this command, the writer of Hebrews says that we should be considering and acting on various methods to motivate each other. That's what I do. That's my gift. In the Bible, I test it out as an exhorter. I'm an exhorter. Do you know what exhorters are? They always have a word of edification. They're ready to go charge hell with a squirt gun right now. Forget the fire hose. Just give me a squirt gun. I'll just go right now. Go ahead. Exhorters always have a sermon, but they need a scripture to make it legal. Oh, I got a verse. Hallelujah. I can go preach now. Woo. <laughs> oh. Exhort one another to action and motivate each other, inspire one another, the writer of Hebrews said, to actions of love and good works. How many knows the world needs a lot of love right now? It needs a lot of good works. It needs a lot of kindness. Come on, you need to smile at everybody. You need to help old ladies. You need to be a boy scout in your heart. We got to show the world how to get along and how to love each other. You may be my brother, but you don't have to be my twin brother. (laughs) Just turn and wave at somebody and encourage them right now. Come on, give somebody two thumbs up. That means, come on, get it together. Come on, we can do this. Come on, let's go. Come on, two thumbs up and both big toes. Let's go. Two thumbs up, brother John. Two thumbs up. Amen. I love my brother. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. And then the writer of Hebrews, I wish I knew who it was. He says that the manner of some believers is they have decided they don't need to regather anymore. They checked out. They didn't even have a pandemic. For whatever reason. They no longer feel it's necessary to be inspired and to be motivated. And and I know that I'm preaching to everybody that's here. But maybe there's somebody who's not here for no good reason. I love you. Can you zoom in on me? I love you. (laughs) 
Come on, pan the congregation. Let's give everybody who's not here a big love right now. Let's give everybody who's not here. Oh, come on. Somebody love somebody right now. Come on, look across this congregation. We love you. We miss you. We want to inspire one another. Then the writer said, don't let it be your practice to stop gathering. In fact, encourage one another to gather. Encourage one another when you gather. And do this more often. Not less, but more. Everybody say, not less. No offense. His name's Les. And his moniker at the Life Church is Less is More. And by the way, he shared a great testimony with me today of the blessing of the Lord, and I thank God. So let me ask you a question. Are we drawing closer to the coming of the Lord or further away? With every day that passes, is Jesus coming sooner or later? It sounds to me like the Bible is saying that now is not a good time to be drifting too far from gathering as God's people in God's house. Can we motivate and inspire one another to works of love and good works if we're not together? If we don't gather together, as we look around today, I think of some folks who are not here. I don't know all the reasons, but see, when you sit in your assigned seat every Sunday and then one Sunday you're not there, we notice, and I don't know exactly why, but we, in this season of recovery, we are coming after you. (laughs) Come on, we are coming after you and you need to go after somebody and you need to inspire them and motivate them to say look we missed you it's time to come back COVID hit us hard as individuals and as a congregation scores of us have suffered from COVID-19 tomorrow we are going to bury one of our very best men Tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. will be the funeral for George Clemens, a faithful man, a good man. His life is notable and complications from COVID and other situations beyond our control. And of course, he's with the Lord. You can't lose. You can't lose. We lost, but he didn't lose. He wouldn't come back now if he could. No matter how much he loves his wife and family, he's like, come on. We gathered while we were on earth. Now we're going to have a big gathering up here. Oh, what a gathering that's going to be. What a gathering that's going to be. We shut down for 10 Sundays. If you don't think I went through withdrawal symptoms, we stopped passing the offering plate. That was horrible. I mean, I got the shakes for three weeks. (laughs) I'm so glad I never preached against TV preachers because I became one. (laughs) 
And I'm one of the best if I say so myself. Thank you. Lord, help me. I shouldn't have said that. I'll repent later. We suspended many of our ministries. Still are suspended, but slowly but surely we're coming back. But here's what I'm really concerned about today. Our Sunday attendance is still down 20%. That is not acceptable. Which is one of the reasons why we felt like we could safely gather in one service. Because we need each other right now. So what did COVID take away from you that you're fighting to get back? You know, it stole a part of my health. I'm angry about it. My heart checks out perfectly fine, except it beats harder since COVID of September of 2020. I'm constantly aware of it. When I lay down to go to sleep, I can hear it. I can feel it. I don't like it. Nobody wants to be aware of your heart 24-7. I'm angry about that. Somebody in a laboratory took that away from me. And as much as I prayed about it, I can't get the victory over it. And like I said, don't worry about me. I've run every, they've run every test on me you can think of and a few more. Everything's fine. Just it took some peace from me. What did the pandemic steal from you? That needs to be restored. What have the last 14 months damaged or destroyed in your life? As pastor of the Life Church, my primary concern for the purpose of this first Sunday of pursuing recovery is we need 100% to regather as the Life Church. We will not be satisfied until we find 20% of our congregation that got discouraged, that got distracted that got, amen, pulled down, that got pulled away. Amen. How many is with me right now? How many are going to pray like you've never prayed? How many are going to get on your phone and text somebody and love somebody and get on social media? Why don't we use social media right now? Amen. For something positive and say, it's time for you to come back to church. We love you. We miss you. The Bible is a story of recovery. And it's therefore your story and my story. And it's most of all God's story. God is a God of recovery and restoration. The advent of sin in the Garden of Eden required God to pursue recovery. With Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve didn't pursue God. They went and hid. And that's what sin does to us. It makes us want to flee from God. It makes us want to run in the opposite direction. Because we experience shame and embarrassment and humiliation. And and how could God ever love me after what I just did? Just everybody look straight ahead. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. This week I was praying about this message and the Lord gave me an imagery of my human father, my earthly father, Wendell, 
Gleason. And the Lord said, how would you respond? How would your dad respond to you? Some of you don't have this experience, and I regret that. But my sister's here today. If I would have ever disappointed my dad, and I certainly did, but I'm going to tell you something. I did not fear him to the point where I would not go to him and let him love me and embrace me and restore me. And the Lord said, if you think that's great, if you think he was an awesome earthly father, how much more does your, is your heavenly father willing to forgive? Peter said, I'm willing to forgive four, seven times 70. Amen. Jesus said, Peter, seven times is not enough. How about seven times 70? And then he said, if you're capable as a lousy human being to forgive somebody for the same offense 490 times in one 24 hour period, how much more is your heavenly father willing to forgive? I'm here to call the devil a liar and you You don't need to run from God. It's time for you to come back to him because he's pursuing you and what a reunion that's going to be. I heard somebody say one time, well, I don't know if I found God or if he found me. Well, let me answer that question for you. You need some theological understanding. The Bible says, the Lord said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Jesus said, no man can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. Let me tell you something. You don't ever want to take too much credit if grace is at work in your life today. You don't ever want to say, well, it was God's lucky day when I showed up at the life church. When I made up my mind, can I tell you something? You couldn't make up your mind until God helped you to make up your mind. It was grace. Amen. That was stalking you. It was his mercy that was chasing you down. Amen. David said, goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. Somebody needs to look over your shoulder right now. And you need to know that God's got two secret agents and one is called grace and the other one's called mercy. And he's tracking you and he's stalking you and he's waiting for you. Amen. To do it about face. Oh! There he is. He was following me. I thought I was running and he was chasing me. I thought I was escaping and he was coming after me. And I'm here to tell you, he will hunt you down. He will chase you down because he's a God of recovery. Oh man, I need to wrap this sermon up and I just got started. Luke chapter 15 is the lost and found chapter. Jesus tells three stories. He said there was a lost sheep, there was a lost coin, and there was a lost son. I'm just full of surprises today. Warren Havner, our resident cabinet maker, made this shepherd's staff for me. He put a gold plaque on it, Reverend Stan O'Gleason, Jeremiah 3.15, which says, the Lord said, I will give you shepherds after my heart. 
Jesus, Jesus said that there's three kinds of lost people. There's three, there's three ways to get lost if you're a child of God. One way is to be a lost sheep. Stand up, Jalen. Just uh, start walking that way real slow. Just real slow, real slow, baby steps. Okay. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy, okay, stop. Thy rod and thy staff. These were two tools in the hands of a shepherd. The rod was a blunt stick that he could use. Man, if you came down, come back this way, Jalen. Just keep walking slow. If you, if, if you were a lion in David's fold, you're toast. Slower. If you're a bear, see, he listened to the shepherd. If you're a bear and you sneak up on one of David's sheep, <laughs> he'll tear you apart. The rod was a blunt instrument that he could defend the sheep, but the staff. Okay, lift your head up, Jalen. Lift your head up. The staff. <laughs> Don't be turning around. You got to trust the shepherd. Yes. Ryan, are you getting this? I could really give this a pull right now. Oh, yeah, look at this. Turn over. Oh, yeah. Come back. Come back over here to the VSM. You you walked away from VSM. We got to get you back in VSM right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And then the shepherd... When the sheep comes back, I wish I had my cord lapel mic. Sorry. Might decapitate somebody here. It's like, oh, that's what the shepherd do. Oh. Oh. That's what you do when they come in at night. Oh. Good to see you, Jalen. All the sheep had a name. Good to see you, Jalen. Good to see you, Action Jackson. Good to see you, Mighty T. Good to see the only trinity I believe in. <laughs> yeah. How many's ever had God give you one of these? How many's ever had a pastor <laughs> give you one of these? Just a gentle pull. It's not <laughs> You know, this isn't a ninja thing, you know. So that's one kind of lost person. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes a sheep gets lost because they think they see a better congregation somewhere. I couldn't imagine a better congregation than this one. That's a lie from the devil. If you can't make it here, you won't make it anywhere. You won't make it anywhere. I'm not a big enough man to pastor everybody. I get it. I understand that. 
But one thing I know is grace is in this house. And recovery is in this house. Oh, yeah. Mercy is in this house. You can get back up in this house. We won't judge you. We won't condemn you. Amen. We'll throw a party when you come back. The 99 are safe, but we need you to come back. (laughs) Come on. It's a good time to come back to the life church. (laughs) We're coming after you. Come on. Somebody throw a party right now. Jesus said when he gathers the one and he puts him on his shoulder. Hallelujah. All of heaven rejoices over one recovery. Come on. All of heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. We're not condemning anybody. We're not judging anybody. We're not against anybody. We want everybody to make it. We want everybody to be saved. We want everybody to be in the body. Everybody stand. Oh, Lord. Well, see, I hadn't preached in about three weeks. I didn't even get to talk to you about the coin. The coin is the kind of a lost person that just gets lost in the house. The woman lost this coin. It was a part of her dowry. And she would wear it around her forehead with a leather strap. And these coins were attached some way. And one day she's working and she suddenly turns her head and one of the coins loses its place. And she doesn't even realize it till the sun goes down and she's ready to retire. And she removes a dowry from her head and she goes, oh, I've lost one of my coins. And the Bible says she lights a candle and she gets down on her knees And she scours the floor and she looks under tables and chairs. It doesn't matter that she's got, you know, 15 coins. Oh, no, I'm missing that one. She's not going to say, well, I got enough. Oh, no, that's my dowry. That's my inheritance. I'm going to go find that one. She takes that candle. She gets a broom. She's sweeping. Oh, and she finds it and she restores it and she celebrates it with their friends and they rejoice. It's just wonderful. To recover. And then Jesus told us, perhaps about the most dramatic moment of recovery when there was a son who said to his father, I'm out of here, dad. I want my inheritance. He gives it to him. He leaves the father's house. He goes to the far country. He spends his inheritance in riotous living And just use your imagination. Every vile, ungodly, sinful, sexual, perverted thing you can think of. He brings shame, embarrassment, humiliation to such an upstanding man. And do you know why? Well, let me just say, he finds himself face down in a pig pen. And the scripture says, when he came to himself... This means he was suffering 
from temporary insanity. You just remember anybody who's ever walked away from God and walked away from the flock is suffering from temporary insanity. It's sheer insanity to walk away from the body of Christ. Especially right now. Now is not a good time to be isolated. And when he came to himself, that means he got his mind back. He got his senses back. (laughs) He said, I will arise and go to my father's house. He was even willing to reduce his status as a servant. And when he came back, do you know why his father went running? Do you know why the father went running when he saw him afar off? He went running. Caleb, start walking toward me. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be easy for me. Woo! He sees him and he runs. You know why? Because the community was angry with him. The shame and embarrassment that he brought upon his father. And his father puts his coat around him. He says, come on back home, son. I'm going to protect you. I won't let them stone you. I know it was embarrassing. I know it was humiliating. But you're not coming back as a servant. You're coming back in full status. You're coming back as my son because I thought he was dead. That's the kind of a God that we serve. Come on. The only time you'll ever see him run is when he's running for you. Jesus. My message today is an effort as we launch a season of recovery. I want you to just close your eyes right now. Let the Lord bring to your heart and your mind something you need to recover. Something you need restored. Something the enemy's taken from you. He comes to steal and kill and destroy. Come on. Do you need a win? Do you need a win in your life right now? It can start today. Do you need a a victory, even if it's a small victory? You know what? It's a victory you're even here today. It's a victory I'm even here today. I got to tell you, I haven't even told my family. I was embarrassed to tell them. I drove into a controlled intersection. And I found myself in the middle of that intersection. A four-lane road, busy four-lane road. I said, oh my Lord, it's already happening. They're going to be taking my keys from me any day. I'm not making excuses, but the sun was blinding. It was in the morning. It was, I was facing east. I had my coffee. No excuse there. I don't know what happened. I just lost my bearings. Please let me drive my grandchildren. Don't take that away from me. I'll be all right. I'm confessing. It's the mercies of the Lord. We're not consumed. It's a victory. I'm here today. Small victory, but I'm thanking God. Are you glad to be gathered? Are you glad to be in the gathering? Come on, are you in the gathering today? I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're here. You belong here. Don't let the devil tell you you don't belong here. Come on, lost sheep. Come on, lost coin. Come on, lost son. Last thing I'm going to say, listen. 
the Song of Solomon, the question is asked, where is the shepherd? You know what the answer was? Follow the flock. Oh, I love that. If you want a shepherd, you got to get with the flock. If you want the voice of the shepherd, you got to be with the flock. Come on. If you want the protection of the shepherd, you've got to gather with the flock. God doesn't have any loose cannons. He doesn't have any lone rangers. He loves you, but his mission is to gather you back into the bride, into the body, into the fellowship, into the community. You don't get a shepherd without a flock. Let me tell you something. This flock isn't perfect. This flock is messy. Now that was real. That sort of just refreshed me right there. But you know what? That's God's business. That's not my business. The church is a messy business. But I'm going to tell you, you can bring your mess. You can bring all your trouble. Amen. You can nail everything to the cross. He already nailed it to the cross for you. Let's lift our hands and celebrate the body of Christ right now. Come on. Let's lift our hands right now. Let's pray for a regathering spirit. Let's pray for a recovery spirit in Kansas City. Let's pray that every believer in every congregation that has departed, that they will come back, whether it's this church or any other congregation, that they will regather, that they somewhere will find a pastor and find a congregation and find a body of believers because you've got to have accountability. You've got to have protection. You've got to have spiritual authority. You've got to have a covering in your life. You've got to be protected in these last days. Come on, somebody feel safe right now. Somebody feel protected right now. You should not be feeling vulnerable right now. You should not be feeling isolated right now. We need the lost coins to regather and find your place in this house today. Come on, we can do better than this. We can pray better than this. We can pray a whole lot better than this. Come on. Come on, I need some intercessor to pray. Amen. I need some spirit-filled people to pray right now for recovery, for renewal, for restoration. Come on. We got a few minutes right now. The Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is drawing. The Holy Spirit is gathering us together right now. We may be here physically, but God wants to connect us spiritually. He wants to connect us emotionally. He wants to connect us in community. That's it. Come on, somebody pray and say, God, I love my church. I love my church. I love my pastor. I love my youth leader. I love my connect group people. I love my church. Thank you for my church, Lord. Thank you for your church that you purchased with your own blood. That's it. Come on, somebody feeling vulnerable? I welcome you to this altar. Somebody feeling sort of isolated? Get on up here and pray. Somebody feeling a little detached? Some lost coin in the house today? Just come to this house right now and get in here all the way. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, recovery. That's it. That's it. Come on, the Spirit's moving right now. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. That's it. That's You're in the body. You're in the body. You're in the body. You're in the body. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are, my brother. I bind you. I bind you in Anita, Savannah, to the body. 
Come on. Don't let the enemy isolate you. Don't let the enemy rip away your identity. That's it. Come on. We got some space up here. We got 80 feet up here. That's it. Just space out. You can pray. You can seek God. Hallelujah. Lord, let there be renewal right now. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Make a decision right now. Make a decision right now. As for me and my house, this is my house of the Lord. As for me and my family, this is my house of the Lord. This is where I'm going to serve. This is where I'm going to worship. This is where I'm going to pray. This is where I'm going to sing. This is where I'm going to seek God. This is where I'm going to raise my kids. This is where I'm going to have the doctrine preached and taught. This is where I'm going to be inspired and motivated to love and to good works. Come on, let the Lord bind you to the body right now. Come on, reach out and put your hand on somebody's shoulder right now. Bind somebody to the body. Bind somebody. Come on, a man with a man, a woman with a woman. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Just bind somebody to the body of Christ right now. Calandra. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. That's it. Lord, bind us. Come on. Somebody say, this is my church. As for me and my house, this is my church. Amen. I'm coming back to church. I'm coming back to the body. I'm coming back to the fellowship. I'm selling out. I'm coming back in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray for somebody that's been disenfranchised. Pray for somebody that the enemy has marginalized. Pray for somebody that's discouraged.